Welcome to the Healthcare Innovation Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. Join us for in-depth conversations, article coverage, analysis, and commentary on all things healthcare policy, healthcare technology, and healthcare transformation. And now, on to the show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Chris Driscoll, and I am publisher of Healthcare Innovation. I'm delighted to introduce a podcast discussion between our Editor-in-Chief, Mark Hagland, and Joe Nguyen, System Vice President of Data Analytics at SSM Health, the 23-hospital integrated health system based in St. Louis. You'll want to listen in on their discussion in which they analyze some of the strategic challenges around moving data analytics processes forward into the future. The complexities are very real. Fortunately, leaders like Joe Nguyen are revisioning the continuum of care across enterprises now and revisioning how to engage in the data analytics to support that journey. It is my pleasure to welcome you to this podcast. Enjoy. Good day, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mark Hagland. I'm Editor-in-Chief of Healthcare Innovation. It's my pleasure today to welcome Joe, Joe Nguyen, who is System VP of data analytics at SSM Health. Joe, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mark. Glad you uh, invited me and looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely, so great to have you with us. So tell, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about SSM Health before we begin substantively. Like you said, I, I am the system VP of data analytics. So I own um, the, the data analytics team, which also includes uh, business business intelligence folks, developers, um, cloud engines, data governance, data science. Um, and this is actually my first role in a healthcare system. So I'm kind of learning a, a lot very quickly. Mm-hmm. And at SSM, so we are a healthcare system. Um, we operate in four states, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, and Oklahoma. We employ roughly about 40,000 people and we have about 13,000 um, physicians and providers. We also operate 23 hospitals and 300 plus outpatient clinics, essentially. So, yeah. Wonderful. So how do you and your colleagues frame the concept of continuum of care at SSM Health? Yeah, I think you're going to start hearing that word more, uh, the continuum part. So it's, it's always been, if I look at healthcare and what I know of healthcare, which is not a lot, it's about two and a half years of it, um, there's a lot of point solutions. We wanna somehow decrease the readmission rate. What is the process? What is the reporting? What are the tools that we need? But really that's just one step in the process. So we all are kind of part of this care continuum journey today, whether you yourself, your wife, your family, your kids, your parents, it really is to say, and it's a concept that we we have talked about in technology for a very long time. And it's, it has been kind of a borrowed theory is to say, hey, how do you build good apps and services? And it's, you build it end to end and you think about every step of the way. So it's the, hey, as a patient, how do I identify the right providers for me? And then how do I identify the next step, like specialists, if I need specialists? So it would be like um, the neuros or those types of things. Um, But then as you're kind of going through your journey to be healthy and remain healthy, um, it will also include like end of life things. Like, is this person ready for palliative care? 
skilled nursing at home or skilled nursing in facilities. What does that actually mean? Because again, we have a lot of segmented journeys, but all of the journeys all interconnect. So how do you, how do you pull that all together to provide the best experience essentially? Exactly. And that's, that's what organization leaders are doing across the country, trying to pull it all together um, into, into a continuum. So tell us just a little bit about your data and analytics journey so far, and as well as the pivotal role of data management in achieving success in, on that journey. So if you look at everything as a journey and a continuum and everything is related, the next question is, what are the things that need to change? How do you improve those journeys? How do you improve the patient experience? Um, and a lot of it has to do with how do you start to integrate systems and data together um, so that you can start making what I call nudge science for providers so that they can uh, make the right decisions taking care of their patients. But what are the, the gaps that we're seeing and then this has actually started to magnify itself this year with the inflation rate, because if you think of healthcare, we sign 10 year contracts um, for reimbursements with our payers. So we are not like a consumer or a commercial good where we can pass that cost onto the patient, nor do we want to. So um, all of that inflation rate is really just us paying it for it. And I say us, the, the healthcare system, because we know there are so many people that are underinsured um, or don't have insurance. So, but again, it goes back to how do we provide, it doesn't matter like if you have it or not. And this is why I joined SSM Health. It's more about how do we provide it? How do we provide what you need when you need it and continue to like enrich your life? So our journey has been kind of, healthcare has been sitting on a mountain of data. The question is, is it usable data? Is it good data? Is it bad data? Um, and we generate millions of new data points every day. Um, and, and so it's kind of like, how do you take that, synthesize that, connect it all together? So when, when you're in meetings um, and people are making decisions, that they have the right information so they can make the right decision. So it's been a, a long journey. It's, it's also been um, not very straightforward, I'll be honest. It's really about adjusting to the needs and adjusting to what we have today, right, wrong, or indifferent, good, bad, or um, in between. It's how do you start to leverage those things to pull that data together yeah. um, and inform people. So, yeah. Absolutely. So tell us just a little bit about how you were able to establish a data foundation that will help you to drive the outcomes you're hoping for. There's a, there's multiple theories on what is a data foundation, right? It means something different to everybody. Um, if you looked like five years ago, it would have it would have been you build the data warehouse, you build a, a data mart, and then you build a trans a T mart on top of it for reporting, right? All of those things kind of still exist in the structure. It doesn't need to exist in the current structure and how it's built. So it was really looking at, hey, what are our data assets? How are people using it? What are the gaps that we have? And then sitting down with the technical team to say, hey, here's everything that we have, everything that we know, everything that we do today. What is the actual solution that we need to build? And that led us to start to adopt the whole Delta Lake type of theory in the lake house practice because it's all contained, right? 
we, I don't have to build all that infrastructure. I don't have to start to segment out um, data warehouses like that anymore. I can just build the stack inside of the data lake house and people, all of it um, will start to interrelate because the problem is it all interrelates. And the further I, I move it away from the source system, the more risk I start to do to, to have by introducing um, divergent data. So that's really what we were trying to solve for is how do we solve for all of these divergent data sets, but build something that people need. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Tell me a little bit about the cultural challenges involved in doing that. Yeah, yeah, culturally healthcare, and I, I'm not, I'm gonna make some general comments and I don't know, um, like in, in any industry, you have some good and some bad and everybody else is in the middle. Right. So to me, healthcare has, has operated as well as they can operate or have been able to operate. Really, it's it's the BHAG or the big, hairy, audacious goals. Right. It's not doing just the bare minimum. Um, it's like, what are we actually trying to, sh to achieve? Like shoot for the moon. And if you make it less than the moon, you're still achieving more than we have ever achieved before. Right. So it's really getting people to unlock that and saying, hey, if senior leadership is supporting us to make these bold changes, are we making the changes deep enough to continue what we're trying to do for the next hundred years, essentially, right? So that's the cultural change that has been the hardest one because healthcare, like when you think of healthcare, you don't think of innovative or like, you know, working on the cutting edges of things, right? Uh, but it can be. That's that's the thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the challenges, I think, is that we are in this kind of astonishing moment now, both good and bad. Um, we providers are being asked to do more and more and more yeah. with no more funding. And yep. technology is going to have to rescue us. Um, and a part of that will be creating data architectures and foundations that will allow the leaders of patient care organizations, both clinically and operationally, to really, you know, leap those hurdles. You know, we see it in population health management, care management. We need to rework uh, clinician workflow so that the clinicians don't become exhausted and leave. Um, there's so many things that have to be done, right? And so I think that's why, and people talk about um, a modern data architecture. That's why why it's needed, right? Totally agree with you. And one of the things that um, we are going to be facing in healthcare, and, and you probably know it as well as I do, there will be a staffing shortage, right? We, no. There's no way we don't have the population to continue to staff how we've been staffing traditionally. So there is a, what I would say, a reckoning. But what we can do, the only thing we can do is to leverage technology. Uh, and I'll use AI as an example right now because a lot of fears of AI in healthcare. But if we don't find ways to leverage it and put guardrails around it and get comfortable around it, like healthcare today, as we know it, will not exist the way it does in five years. So, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Can you just um, reference a couple of the good business results that you've accomplished um, since you joined and uh, began to lead the team? 
it's a manual it's a, it's a very much a manual task driven or like industry so once we start to like once we built the data foundation we're now layering on um it, we layered on informatica's mdm as well as data governance and then what we're going to do is layer on cataloging um, and that leads us to self-service, like true curated data sets that are self-service that anybody can use, right? Um, so it's it's been a, hey, how do we look at the process? How do we fix it? So every project that we worked on, we essentially reinvented the, pro the, the, the workflows, the clinician workflows, the operational workflows, so that we can ensure data integrity. The other half of that is... It, 100% when we talk to these people and they're like, hey, you know what? Um, there's 20 people building a list in spreadsheets. Can you help us? And we're like, yeah. In the end, it's increasing job satisfaction, right? But exactly what you said, as we keep adding more workload onto providers and the caregivers, they only have so much time to actually spend with the patients. So how do we start to change that paradigm again? The other thing is if we, if you look at provider data, and that was the very first use case that we um, did in Informatica, um, MDM. W w right now, so we keep finding new use cases for provider data, and people are hesitant to trust it just because they're so, um, it, it goes back to the culture. If I didn't do it, I'm going to check everything. <laughs> but at this point, we're coming through with flying colors, and um, we're, we're seeing like 90% Plus data accuracies once we start to put that effort in. Um, and people can try to, to find the gaps, and that's okay because that's what I want them to do so that we can start to evolve our roles and make it better, essentially. So, and yeah, there's a lot of work that people were doing that I would classify as unnecessary. Yeah. And once you start to go through processes, workflows, um, all of those things, you, you you identify those very quickly, and it's just like you can stop doing that now. You don't have to wake up at two a.m. to run this stuff anymore. So exactly, yeah, right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it'll be about hyper efficiency and hyper effectiveness, also, as you're saying. So, uh, what? Is, let's conclude. What What advice would you like to share with our audience on how they can learn to best? leverage data as a strategic asset. Coming into this, um, there are probably people that are like myself who inherited a lot of things. There may be people in between that have been doing this and they adopted like the data warehouse, data mark structures. It's okay, they all work together. The other half of that is you have to accept, and I know it's real hard because some of these projects are yours or not yours specifically, but theirs. Um, they have to accept the limitations of those solutions, right? As technology changes, the limitations become different and it evolves. So as long as you can accept the weaknesses or the scenario, whether it's good or bad, really what everybody should think about is where do you want to be? And then how do you start to transform those things to move it forward, essentially? Because if you don't, I, I, I jokingly say, um, if you look at recovery programs, like Alcoholics Anonymous or like drug rehab, rehab programs, one of the first steps that they make in their pr programs is to accept, right, the problem so that you can start to change it. But I think like you got to take your ego out of it. You just got to look at this from a very um, third person view and say, 
did we, are we good? Are we actually good? Are can we scale or what do we need to change? So that would be my advice to everybody. That's wonderful. And I think, you know, it's very realistic advice, but also encouraging. Everyone in this industry is on a journey uh, and there are different journeys, but with regard to this journey, the data and analytics journey, um, everything you've shared totally makes sense, Joe. And it's it accords with what other people are saying too. Yep. I, I think it's really important to look at this as a journey because the idea that you can do one thing or one set of things and then wave a wand and everything will be perfect, that's just not realistic, right? Yep, I agree. Yeah, you just accumulated a bunch of point solutions right. that don't work together, right? Right. And then the question will ultimately always be, I need data from at least two of those point solutions. Um, can you make that happen? And the answer is like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, how was it built? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your perspectives today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Mark. Thank you for having me again. It was a great pleasure to talk to you. Great, great. Thank you. Again, we've been speaking with Joe Wynn, System VP of Data Analytics at SSM Health. Thanks so much, Joe, and thank you to you and our, our audience for participating today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Innovation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a five-star review. For more coverage until our next episode, visit us at hcinnovationgroup.com and subscribe to our daily newsletter. Until next time, take care.